It's DTS-129, and part two of our Destiny Speculation discussion continues now. You're listening to Destiny the Show. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. We're continuing our discussion from last time. We heard your thoughts on Destiny 2, and today it's all about a detailed post from some insider, Shinobi602, who apparently has the inside scoop on a lot of big Destiny changes, and some of it seems pretty legit, so we're going through it, we're talking about all that stuff today. A happy new year. Uh, If you're listening to this before the new year, then happy new year in a few days, but thanks guys (laughs) for an incredible year of Destiny the Show. I've got with me my amazing co-host, and I want to just say something, Diddy. Thank you for another awesome year of Destiny the Show. I love doing this. Thank you. It's been crazy. It's been cool. <laughs> and I can't thank you enough for coming along on this ride with me. I remember back right during uh, Alpha time, I was like, hey, Diddy, you want to you wanna do this? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say thanks for showing up every week and being the best freaking co-host ever. <laughs> and, and somebody who's put so much time, effort, and love into this. So thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, and it's been great. I no, I didn't give you nothing, dude. This is a team <laughs> effort. It's a team, and it's our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, that's where it's all at. You know, they're the way, the reason why we do this every single week. So thank you so much. 2017 is going to be awesome. Destiny 2 is coming out later this year. Unofficially, officially, because that's no, what, it's, that's it's, what yeah. Activision said in their earnings call the last couple times. They said Destiny 2. Spring, tw- or not spring, oh my gosh, I almost had a heart attack. Don't say those things, <laughs> they're going to believe it. Fall 2017 is what they've said, so. Uh, they haven't even said the quarter yet, they just say 2017. Really? They've not, in any of the earnings call, they've never said when it's coming out. It's <laughs> just 2017. They've right. never given like I quarter two, quarter assume. three, that kind of thing. Yeah, we're assuming fall because the E3 press is, is usually pretty good. E3 but... is going to be like, Destiny 2, available now. <laughs> Please, oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that would be see. As a podcast, we like having twelve weeks of like little leaks and news buildup. If they just do it like, and it's out now, we're doomed. It's going to be a <laughs> six-hour-long podcast, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this post. This showed up on NeoGaf a while ago. We're talking back in September of this year, and this is when the rumors of Destiny Two coming to PC first emerged. From Jason Schreier over at Kotaku confirmed that yes, it is coming to PC, and yes, Vicarious Visions and High Moon are working on Destiny currently. Well, Vicarious Visions and High Moon a few weeks ago did officially confirm they are working on Destiny, giving more validity to this rumor. Now, the poster here, Shinobi602, says that one of their friends works at Activision at some level. They had a big briefing about what's the future of Destiny looking like, and that's where this post has all come from. But let's preface it. None of this is confirmed. This is all rumor. This is all speculation. However, it's gained traction and momentum through Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, who historically has been really correct on almost all of his (laughs) rumors and inside source stuff, you know. So here we go. And I quote from Shinobi602. Yeah, 
It's coming to PC. From what I'm told, the decision to restructure was made thanks to a major memory ceiling being reached on last gen with regards to the Rise of Iron expansion, which was set to launch in the spring, not the fall. Bungie decided to push out Destiny 2 since it was behind and needed much more iteration, and took advantage of the Rise of Iron delays to use that as a content stopgap for the fall of this year. Now, end quote, let's stop right there and just analyze this. So, confirms it's coming to PC. We're pretty much sold on it at this point. Coming to PC, we yes. strongly believe that. Talk about the delay with Rise of Iron and the whole, like, basic spring. I thought we had the April update in the spring, Diddy. What happened? Yeah, so spring is really interesting. They they wanted to bring us content bef- because at that time they still thought, you know, Destiny 2 was coming out in the fall and then they pushed Destiny 2 back and they're like, well, if we release Rise of Iron in the spring, then that's going to be way too long for no content for Destiny. So that's when they pushed Rise of Iron back, maybe added a few more features, a couple new things, and then dropped it in the fall, halfway between um, The Taken King and Destiny 2. So that, that's, that's how I see it. Beginning of 2016, the CEO of Bungie steps down. We do know that. And apparently there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with Destiny 2 supposedly being delayed, originally slated to release fall 2016. Well, Destiny 2's behind, and like you said, in the ideal world, it looked like Rise of Iron was supposed to release in spring with Destiny 2 out this previous year. So they push it all back, Rise of Iron then becomes our fall DLC, and Destiny 2 gets another year of production time under its belt. Let's continue on here with the post. Destiny 2 is being overhauled so that they can build upon it in the future without having to work within the framework limitations that Destiny 1 set up. Right now, the way things play out, they have to introduce play spaces so that players can engage in systems or activities, but it creates a huge barrier that must be overcome on both the networking and design side. So, they're going to do more open play spaces that incorporate towns, outposts, etc. into more common areas. This means fewer hard lines for areas and having them being gated by menus. The goal is to have players conducting things and making activity decisions while still in control of their character instead of having to exit out into an activity hub, i.e. orbit. Think of how in World of Warcraft you hit a button and queue into activities that you want to do, all while still playing on your character. End quote. Let's Just take that for a second there. So it confirms that there was a lot of technical limitations of Destiny 1 and that Rise of Iron was reaching the memory ceiling of the original framework that Destiny could support. We've heard rumors about that for a long time, and we also see the engineering team, excuse me, the engine team coming on to engineer a better engine moving forward. So there's a lot of pieces here that are lining up, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've we've heard before that, you know, this was years ago or I guess a year and a half ago where they said yeah to move a resource node two inches it takes four hours to boot up move it and then four hours to render out so that takes so long to generate new play spaces that's where the new engine comes in into play and then if you think about the 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 line here the way things play out they have to introduce new play spaces so that players can engage in systems and activities think the play glands right they introduce a new area on earth called the plague lands so that we can fly down and get into the plague lands and then go back to the the cosmodrome which is a new play space 
but it's oh, there's a load zone between that, right? They're talking mm-hmm. here like an improvement that they expect to see in Destiny 2 or that we should expect to see is like planet Earth, right? You get to just walk across the planet Earth. I could I could walk from the Cosmodrome to the tower without ever going to orbit. And the idea, too, for those of you who haven't played World of Warcraft before, you're always in control of your character. And let's say I want to queue up for a PvP match. I press a button on my keyboard, it brings up a small little pop-up, and I click Q. My character never leaves where it's at. He's always situated right there. So if I'm in Stormwind, I queue up for PvP. I've never left Stormwind, and I'm always in control of the character. And a Destiny kind of idea, Orbit is a really fantastic menu, but it is a menu. So imagine, like Diddy said, you want to queue up for a strike. You're still in control of your character. You never leave the location that you're at. Let's say you're on Earth. And you just press a button and it cues you up for the specific strike playlist that you're at without ever leaving. But it also talks about towns and outposts and more common areas. These are areas that would incorporate a lot of guardians, not just nine, but 90 (laughs) or whatever that their servers or the design is going to support. So these are all really cool, interesting changes that will absolutely fundamentally change the way Destiny is played. I don't think it's going to change the gunplay or the amazing experiences that they've designed but it is a huge departure from where we're at yeah and when i hear like towns and outposts etc i'm thinking like oh my goodness skyrim style or runescape style you know i'm I'm gonna think runescape specifically for for a very specific reason i'm gonna get to the wild here in a second in runescape you had control your character the whole time walking from town to town doing different quests interacting with npcs and townspeople that are there, static in the world. They have specific pieces of dialogue that you can interact with them. And then I can just walk, instead of going to a menu, I just walk over to the wild, which is the farthest north of the map. And it's like, hey, you're entering the wild. PvP is about to happen, and mobs are really scary. So you enter the wild and you cross over, and there's no load time. It's just, it's the world that you are living seamless. in. It's a it's seamless, seamless experience. Yes. Now, moving on, I'm going to quote from the post again. Major narrative changes are on board for Destiny 2, both in terms of plot direction, pacing, and structure. Major focus is going to be on the Cabal and Saturn. Saturn is a play space set to be bigger than all of the play spaces currently implemented in Destiny combined. This is is in large part of the scale. The play spaces are going to be redesigned with this large scale, so it'll be bigger and denser with activities. There is a reason Guardians take the fight to Saturn. So Saturn being bigger than everything (laughs) in the game combined, if that is true, supports the idea of what we've been discussing for a year, hoping with Destiny 2 to be larger and feel more like the world that we saw in the original E3 demonstration where, oh, look, our friends are showing up and we're going to fight this walker together. I really think Destiny 2 is more a a realization of the vision that they originally had that never was the case because, let's face it, you've never had that moment that you had in the demo where it's like, hey, those are our friends over there that just helped us with this fallen walker. Like, nobody cares about public events for the most part. They've been a complete non-event. Yeah, like in an open world like that, if you would encounter someone in a public event, you could immediately like party up and not like interact with them and then go to orbit and then 
you know, go through a couple of menus, you can just like, you can follow that person into the next area instead of losing them through a load zone. And then Saturn, it blows my mind. Saturn is huge in the Destiny lore already. That's where Oryx's dreadnought is in orbit. It's in Saturn's rings. And it kind of blows my mind because Saturn is, they say it's a big, the biggest playable space, but Saturn's a gas giant. Like, I can't land my ship on Saturn, can I? Unless something's happened in the Golden Age and they terraformed Saturn somehow. But in the Destiny lore as we currently know it, you know, this might change with Destiny 2 coming out, but we know Saturn as, like, where the Nine seem to have control over. The Nine live in the Jovian worlds, and that's where Saturn is located. (laughs) And the Nine, Xur, agent of the Nine, are very mysterious. You know, they have their own lore behind them. So maybe we get some interaction in that area of the Destiny lore. That's going to be really cool. I also think it's pretty key to note here uh, the next paragraph from this post, and I'm going to quote, Major changes to the engine are occurring. Their render tech has gone through some major iteration thanks in large part to getting to approach it without having last gen as a limit. Because of this, they are still undecided what, if any, of Destiny's old content, both in terms of play space, area strikes, and raids, will be available through Destiny 2. There is talk in possibly allowing Destiny 1 to remain as its own client, which flies against how Destiny flies against how Destiny currently operates. Whereas the new content renders the old client and content obsolete. And they're going to talk about that a little bit later in the post. But basically, major changes occurring. And if we are to go to Saturn and we are to focus on the Cabal, that matches up with the original screenshot leak of the Comet expansion, where Cabal (laughs) looked to be the next on our schedule. That is what we've sort of inferred and hoped is we want a Cabal raid. There's some of that awesome Mars Cabal concept art with the enormous monoliths buried in the sand that we just haven't experienced yet. But the engine changes have been confirmed. What are they building that would require such drastic changes? I think it's a whole lot more than just vault space. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree there. And let's not forget, Luke Smith is at the helm of Destiny 2. Creator of Vault of Glass, great raid, one of the best, considered probably the best raid. Taken King lead right there. Taken King was fantastic content. One of the best expansions that we've seen or additions to Destiny that we've seen. Now he's on the helm of Destiny 2. So, and like Luke Smith comes from a World of Warcraft background. Like he knows how MMOs work. So with this new engine, I really think like, okay, we tried to do this. We had jumped through a few hoops in original Destiny to kind of to kind of make this work but now it's like why jump through the hoops when we can just ignore them and create this whole new area and space for us to create the new destiny world i think that's going to be huge i think new engine is like top of my list of wants or like needs that destiny needs and obviously it's coming so when you make the mmo comparison i know there's some listeners who don't like that there's plenty of people who don't want to see Destiny go the way of a traditional MMO. However, I will comment and say that Destiny is an investment game. Regardless if you like the label of MMO or not, it's an investment game, meaning you pour time and effort into it to achieve better rewards and go through more experiences. And there's a lot of room for improvement on the investment side of Destiny that I think can be accomplished by learning from other successful MMOs. You know me, 
I like WoW. I've been a WoW player for over a decade. Love the game, and I wish they would sort of copy and paste some mechanics towards it. And I'm glad you brought up Luke Smith having that background. However, some things they should never bring over. Raids in Destiny are so special because your screen isn't cluttered with a billion graphs and different <laughs> DPS charts. They've done a great job of communicating to the players without, here's a text wall that says you need to actually pick up the relic and shoot it at this guy at this time, then stand over here. They teach it to you through the act of playing it. I'm going to continue on here with the next paragraph. Live Team has been going through some iterations so that they may continue to support Destiny with content after a major content drop, but they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. The Live Team is trying to support a game running on an old engine with its older tools, whereas the bulk of development is on the new engine framework and enjoying the new tools. Because of this, the Live Team is largely handcuffed, so don't really expect a whole lot of post-launch content for Destiny 1 in the next year. Truth. I totally believe that. We've talked about that here for months. Yep. And we've we've looked at, you know, some of the expansions or content that the live team has brought us. And it seems it does seem very limited. We do know for a fact that the live team is very small compared to the rest of Bungie working on Destiny 2. And the handcuffed analogy is perfect because it's like, yeah, I'm 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 handcuffed to this wall over here, this pole. But Destiny 2 is having a party in the next room, and I can't reach it. Like, I I want to be there. I want to do that kind of stuff, and I can see what's going on, but I can't do anything about it because I still have to be here, and I have to support the current game because, let's be honest, if Bungie just abandoned Destiny right now to focus all efforts, 100% of the studio, into Destiny 2, that would be so bad. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and they so can't bad. go next door and ask like the senior designer or senior engineer hey i can't really get this working could you give me a couple coders to help out he's gonna laugh it's <laughs> gonna be no we're working on this now and we've seen their capabilities i think really well with the dawning where hey let's bring back the nexus strike and we're gonna take some elements from vault of glass and we can bring that that coding and put mm-hmm. it into this encounter but i can't create a new relic that works completely differently I think they've worked in a very creative, tight box and been effective in it to the best that they can be. But handcuffed is a perfect analogy. Yeah, and once Destiny 2 launches, the live team, I can see the live team growing exponentially because with that new engine, that new style, adding new content into the game is going to be way easier than before because it's going to be, I say easier, obviously it's still game development, it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be easier in the fact that they're no longer handcuffed to that old engine. They're like, okay, now we can drop this in. We can drop this in. And Destiny is going to become a more live game in the future. The next paragraph exactly backs up what you just said. And I quote, however, starting with the launch of Destiny 2, we will see far more substantial content dropping in the time between yearly releases, as the game and the engine and the live team have all been planned to support that going forward. The team is aware that they need more substantial content throughout the year, not just at the end of it. And I'll continue. If they do drop Destiny 1 content, it likely won't be permanent. They might reintroduce areas in a more Destiny 2 fleshed out way. So we might lose temporary access to these places, then regain it, or have to fight back for control of it at a later point in the plot. This means we'll get to see older areas or activities through the perspective of the newer content, which also means the older areas might expand considerably by the time we get them back. 
since the design goal for the play spaces is to now make them both way bigger and way more dense with activities. That's the best paragraph in the whole thing, Diddy. So here's my theory. The beginning of Destiny 2, the story behind, and our reason behind going to Saturn, the Traveler totally dies, right? It can't protect us anymore. The darkness consumes Earth, the Moon, Venus, all the places that we've been already, and we have to flee to Saturn. And maybe the Nine are good guys, because Zer, they give Zer all this stuff to sell to us. You know? <laughs> so they, they have gotta to be, be good. They have to be allies, right? <laughs> so we're going to Saturn for a safe haven. Or they just like coins, bro. They <laughs> might just love coins. <laughs> they are actually Comcast. They want your money oh and nothing else. Oh my god. Anyways, so we seek haven in Saturn or the Jovian worlds. And then, like, when it says we might have to fight back, that's when we go and retake the moon, Earth, and Venus because they have finally just, they've upped that stuff like we can explore the entirety of earth instead of just the cosmodrome or the plague lands the real earth they've created they've re-engineered those planets in the destiny 2 engine that would give us that would give them time uh, to actually build that new content but so that's my theory so the traveler dies it explodes whatever the speaker sacrifices himself to whatever and then because you know let's be honest the speaker not really important at this point so just kill him off Caparino. Oh my gosh. And then we'd have to fight back. That would be, that's my theory. So, lore theories aside, because I'm not the guy you want to talk to about lore, <laughs> I feel two things. First, remember when Destiny 1 originally came out? There was a piece of concept art that showed off Earth, and it had the European Dead Zone. It had, like, old Russia. It had a bunch of places, and it was way stinking bigger than the Earth Patrol that we originally got. Now, I remember specifically talking to you about this, Diddy. It was like a few weeks into Destiny the Show, like maybe episode 12 or 13 or whatever. And it was like, didn't we get a picture of Earth? And it had like way more stuff to it. I thought it was going to be bigger, you know? And it was one of those really old concept pieces of art. And I hope I can dig it up and find it. But regardless, that's what I hear when I read this. Okay, Earth was meant to be a whole lot bigger. They couldn't Destiny 1 limitations, blah, blah, blah. They're going to make that re-upped, revamped. When I do hear about this stuff, though, I lose confidence that we'll see a raid update this April. Because if this is their plan and there really is a dramatic overhaul coming, they've always talked about with a raid remix or this raid update, they need a reason for you to go back. Mm -hmm. They care deeply about giving lore-esque reasons for you to complete activities, and they don't want to just do it with new rewards. They want it to have weight and meaning, and there might be a more impactful reason to go back to the Vault of Glass later in destiny 2 that's true however don't don't take that too seriously or entire show too seriously this could all be bs right <laughs> and the final thing here says new races and factions are planned no idea on what's happening with regards to classes however new enemies within factions are also going to be introduced take the scions for the cabal for an example they're going to be more fleshed out in destiny 2 and that's the end of the post new races and factions we expected that. We expected to see probably a new race implemented somehow. Lore-wise, not a clue how it's going to be written in, but they can do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. New factions, awesome. The Scions for the Cabal, I'm so interested in the Cabal because we haven't actually explored that race yet. You know, we've just, we've been to Mars, right? And that's basically it. We've got uh, Valistaric, we got the Shield Brothers, and then we got the ship crashing into the Dreadnought, but we don't know much about the Cabal. We know that they literally 
mow through planets to get if they're in their way right that was a line of dialogue from the ghost and man the cabal are so cool and i think that raid's going to be super hard because they are war machines they they are bred for war I hope we get to drive a tank or we can use the shields <laughs> the like shield. man cannons and get physics to cross the map. Like you have to get physics in the air to throw the relic at the <laughs> tank to drop its shield or something like that. Physics the tank, you know, pick up the shield, physics the tank into the wall and then done. That's the cheese for that raid boss. <laughs> Could we bring one with us on the wall during Wrath of the Machine to physics the freaking Zamboni <laughs> off of the thing? That would be great. I'd love to do that. That would be hilarious. All right, guys, we're going to have the full link for this NeoGAF post on our website, destinytheshow.com. We want to hear what you think, though. So tweet us at destinytheshow, and we will read your responses next week. Some of this could be true. Some of it might not be true. I think there's little shreds of truth in here and bigger themes, bigger themes that are true. But it was worth discussing because come this spring, the leaks are starting. And it might even start sooner than the spring. We are going to start getting breadcrumbs about Destiny 2, and I couldn't be more excited. There's not a better time to be a Destiny fan or player, because you're going to have the whole discovery process again, only with Destiny way bigger than it was at launch. Like, yeah. more people know <laughs> about this thing now than they did back in 2014. Yes, absolutely. And if they, or when they introduce PC, that's a whole new slew of community that are going to join the Destiny community. And let's point our... Our eyes are ghosts towards E3 2017. That is June. Oh my gosh, I just had the date. June 13th through the 15th. So that's when we're going to see official Destiny 2 stuff guaranteed. Because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? And remember, the nine love coins. Yes. All right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. And YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to check out our friends at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can join our Discord and hop in some games or talk with us at Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow. And the link is on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. Have a happy new year, everyone. Thanks for a great 2016, and here's to an even better 2017.